Hello, Polytopians. Thanks for tuning into the Polytopian Times. I'm your host, Sam, and today we're talking about Mindbenders, the medics and mesmerizers of the square. Let's take a look at them. Well, diving into their stats, they uh, cost 5 stars, have 10 health, 0 attack, 1 defense, 1 movement, and the convert and heal abilities. The convert ability allows them to uh, basically attack any adjacent unit next to them, but instead of doing damage, they turn them to the side of the player that attacks them. So you can use it to steal enemy units. And they have the heal ability, which heals adjacent units. This uh, makes them both able to take enemy units and serve as a battlefield medic. In fact, that's it's kind of their two key purposes, healing units and stealing units. That's what they're there for. Now, something to keep in mind is they're low defense and honestly average mediocre health, meaning that they're really easy to kill. So, you know, they're not something you want to put out in harm's way too often. And they're also fairly expensive at five stars. I mean, that's the same cost as a swordsman. And kind of a lot less impact. There's a few ways you can use them, but they're just not as... uh, Not as versatile a unit, and at the same cost, it just doesn't make sense to pay for it that much with such low defense and health. And the other thing that you gotta keep in mind is they don't have dash, so they can't use their convert or heal abilities after moving. They have to move into position, then wait a turn to be able to convert or heal adjacent units. So um, it's harder to pull that move off, and you know, that's since that's their whole thing. You know, it makes them overall a little harder to use than some of your other units. Especially because, um, you might say catapults are likewise similarly difficult to use. You have to get them set up before you can fire. But um, they have more range, so once they're set up, they can be used more often and still be useful on the battlefield. If you get a Mindbender set up to heal a front line, but then the front line moves forward, well, they can't heal it. And, um, you know, every time they have to move to try to keep up, they lose the opportunity to serve their purpose, whereas the catapult could at least keep up for a turn or two before needing to move forward. Just something to keep in mind. Now, um, one of the things you can do if you uh, really do want to try and send them off to go convert enemy units is you can make swarms of mindbenders, you know, um, two or three of them, uh make it so it's at least difficult to kill them all off it, it makes a uh, much higher odds of one of them living long enough to actually steal a unit um it is incredibly inefficient really not a tactic i'd advise using but um it's something you can do with them um they are actually good at countering shield spam it's the one place where their convertibility is fairly useful but um Again, most human players are just going to walk away from you, and then you won't be able to convert. You'll have to walk towards them, and then they'll just walk away again. It, it It's a game of um, cat and mouse, but the cat doesn't have claws, really, and is half-blind. <laughs> but, yes, they are, they are good at taking care of defender spam. Um, at least making them stop approaching you. Yeah, they can't crowd up on your cities when your mindbenders are around, because if they do try to get too close, you know, you can just mindbend them. However, do keep in mind, if they get a crowd of defenders around your mindbender, you can only mindbend one of them, and it they 
like multiple defenders will be able to kill your mindbender. So if you only have one, you know, you're kind of on the uh, retreat now. So again, even against defenders, that is... It's a fight where the defenders can also be effective at killing mindbenders, and um, it's not one-sided. <laughs> Which I guess just shows how uh, how tangentially useful their convert ability tends to be. Now the one thing you can do next to using them is sort of a mobile hospital when you do have places on the front line that you need units healed, or perhaps you can run knights or cavalry units back to a mindbender who can heal them quickly, along with their natural heal ability. I think with the two combined you get double the healing rate. It, it can get your units back on the battlefield much, much faster. It's one of the few times they are quite useful, but um, again, even as field stations, they're purpose is limited to places where roads are connected and obviously mostly it's useful with cavalry um they're also good with battleships uh in that note they do make for a good repair yard for battleships because battleships cost a massive amount of stars when they get damaged instead of just sending them off to go die what you can do is set up a um, nice local mindbender who just uh pulls them into his port has them heal at double the rate, especially great with giant battleships. And boom, you didn't have to spend any extra stars, and you get to keep all that extra power while hopefully building up your navy so it's even stronger once that uh, battleship's back up at full health. Now, the one other time next to limited situations with defenders where the convertibility is pretty good, um, actually there's two times. The other time is when you have the fog of war on your side and you're fairly certain an enemy can't see you. They might stumble up onto a city where you have a mindbender hidden into what is to them the fog of war. So they can't see it until they step in and can't react to it. That's one of the few times you can use them to steal a unit back. Mind you, it's sort of a one-shot. Once they've had it happen once in the game, they'll be aware of it for the rest of the game. Now, you might be able to pull it off once or twice more, but I mean, like... Once you've done it to the city once, they'll know to kill that mindbender, and the thing is the city is now occupied with the unit that you stole, and um, you know, they're going to be able to react and get catapults, archers, knights, anything in range to uh, kill that mindbender. If you're going to try and make two, well, um, you're in a losing situation. That's not going to make it better. However... They are good at stealing giants, crabs, and centipedes. Now, giants and crabs are kind of obvious. They are slow, and they can't attack after moving, just like mindbenders. So it's easy to get them up in range, and then, um, you know, that's where a swarm of mindbenders makes some sense, because even if they kill the one, you get to mindbend and steal the whole thing. Um, centipedes, you think, okay, well, they've got dash. They're very good at killing mindbenders. They are. But once they have a segment or two, they slow down, and uh, the thing is, your mindbender can sneak up behind them towards the segments, not the head, where they won't be able to reach out and strike in time, and then mindbend the entire thing to your side. So there's no reason to not use mindbenders when you can, but you need to make sure you're not putting it near the head or you have more than one, because that centipede is absolutely going to one-shot your mindbender. It does have dash, and it is fast. I would, of course, not advise using uh, Convert or even trying to on Gamis because they have auto-freeze. You might be thinking, well, they don't attack after moving, they don't have dash, but auto-freeze means when they move up, they'll freeze however many mindbenders you want to throw them at as you can, and then the next turn they will be able to just one-shot one of your mindbenders. 
And then when they move onto the square where your now dead Mindbender was, they're going to auto freeze again. So it wouldn't matter if you had Mindbenders in range or not. They won't get a chance to convert because they'll just freeze again. And he can freeze on demand if he so chooses, but it also just slowly but surely kill all your Mindbenders, freezing everything around him as he goes, and you'll never be able to get in range close enough to uh, convert the Gami. So not really uh, the best move. Um, and it's really, really, really obvious why you would not want to use Mindbenders against dragons. Um, next to maybe eggs. I, the eggs will just walk away, and then once there's babies, that's it. When, once there's flying doom things that can move like riders or just blow up whole crowds at a range, like I, it becomes very clear why you don't want to throw Mindbenders at that, because they're not going to get in range and do anything, and they are just going to be a massive drain in stars on your end. Now, um, they're too... I mean, obviously, they're weak to all sorts of units, but um, really, knights are their kryptonite. You know, they just run through and kill hordes. It's unlimited how many mindbenders they can get in their chain, just so long as everything's connected. And uh, you lose out on stars once they kill two mindbenders. Um, so, really not a... Uh, once knights show up, you know, he, you know, that's where mindbenders, whatever limited use they did have, becomes barely um barely tangible at all really um beyond knights and you know swords even um ranged units in general are also just going to be a nightmare for mindbenders so uh you know just you just, when you're fighting ranged units with mindbenders you realize you'll never be able to get in range to do any damage uh to get the convert off or anything and they they'll be able to kill you pretty much as soon as you come in range, or at least weaken you to the point where um, the next turn you will most assuredly die. And it, it just winds up being another way to uh, burn five stars up. I mean, you might as well just pull five stars out of your per-turn income and throw it in the garbage. You know, say you're at 15, you just consider yourself at 10 stars per turn if you're going to um, throw Mindbenders away at ranged units. But, um... They do have their purpose. Honestly, I feel like they could be a lot more useful uh, if one of two changes were made. I wouldn't recommend both. I think that would make them overpowered. But if you were to take their heal ability and um, bake into the heal ability somehow, basically dash, so they would be able to heal after moving but not be able to convert, they still wouldn't be able to do that. That would be too overpowered. But if they could heal after moving that five-star cost becomes somewhat more playable, and they become more useful on the battlefield as medics. That becomes their primary use. Um, the other thing you could do is just reduce the general star cost for Mindbenders from five stars to three stars. They're nowhere near as good as Swordsmen. There's no reason they cost that much. Um, so if you are going to try spamming them out to steal giants or maybe use them as medics, then um, at least the cost when they do inevitably die the cost isn't as great because at five stars per turn for a medic that maybe gets one single heal off on a couple warriors that's it's just not worth it it doesn't pay out so um oh reducing it down to three stars at least the impact wouldn't be so great i think more players would be willing to take a risk on using them in the fight as is with their current cost to liability ratio it's just not worth it they just aren't impactful enough on the battlefield i mean it's sad to say, but um, they're really, really tangential in what you want to use Mindbenders for. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode. 
Before we go, I do want to issue the Mindbender Challenge on behalf of Hawthorne, who unfortunately couldn't make it this week. Uh, it's just like the other challenges were, try and win a game using only Mindbenders, with the exception of, say, your starting warrior, in this case. Uh, it's going to be easier than the Defender Challenge, which was technically unwinnable. <laughs> At least in most situations. Uh, against bots, you could pull it off. As long as you outweighted them, eventually they'll leave their city open and you can move a defender that station next to the city in. But it's, uh, it was still very difficult to pull off a win with the defender challenge. With the Mindbender challenge, there is a chance of winning. In the late game, it's going to devolve into madness. But whoever can technically make more Mindbenders will win because they'll be able to uh, Mindbend more of their units if that makes any sense. And honestly, it comes down to the early game. Whoever gets the first few cities, and um, if you're playing with your warriors kept, uh, those first two warriors, that first warrior you get is going to be very important. In 1v1, those first, like, those first two warriors are going to make all the difference in the world. The first one to die is going to really have a massive impact on who wins the game. So... I do wish you luck with the Mindbender Challenge. It's uh, probably the last of our horribly brutal, awful challenges. Um, just, you know, how it goes. Uh, our moving forward challenges, since uh, our remaining units are all Tier 2 units versus Tier 1 units, are going to allow you to use warriors in conjunction with only that Tier 2 unit. So, um do expect it to be a little more fun to play uh mine better one's gonna be just uh it's gonna be something crazy you know we've been looking forward to this one as like the uh the ultimate challenge but uh i don't know i think it's tied with defenders and um most difficulty to play well thanks for tuning in polytopians next week we're going to be covering catapults Looking forward to uh, talking about him. See you then. <laughs>